What up, though? What's going down, people? What's happening? Mr. Homie CL. That live on the rundown south. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all for joining me. However, you're joining me, I do appreciate it. And I hope that you came from therundown.com. That's D A Rundown.com. Gotta know that. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Sound, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, whatever you like. Get it. Uh, just real quick, uh, before we get into this episode with Keith Nelson Jr., I had some issues with my mic, so I might sound like I'm dead, I might sound like I'm high, I might sound like a lot of things, but just just bear with me. You can hear me, but it's a little noticeable. And uh, I know it's, we're trying to get back in the flow of things. It's been like an on and off relationship. Uh, <laughs> you know, like we have podcasts coming out every week and then we didn't, but <clears throat> we coming back strong already. And uh, that voice that you heard on the other line is none other than Keith Nelson Jr. What's going on, Keith? Yeah, yeah. What up, though? Uh, y'all won't even understand the double entendre. My man CL just pulled out. Already, <laughs> man. <laughs> we going there early. What's good, CL? Man, chilling, bro. I'm like in a whole, you know, the abyss when it comes to being able to have new music at my fingertips. So I'm calling you today to be my guidance, to to lead me to the light. The light? It is very... The fourth quarter is shining like Jordan in 9-6. Bruh, I, I I haven't seen a fourth quarter like this in like a little while a few a few years like like, damn yeah the the release schedules especially with the last few years of the Mm -hmm. pop-up drops where you know you just coming out on a random wednesday or thursday uh, has really come at the expense of something that used to be tradition in the music industry You you used to get a lot of people rushing to get those things out in November and December, and tried to make them little stocking stuffers and yeah, uh, like with like Jay Z. Every fourth quarter, I let the Mike Jordan up. Like you know, like that was the whole thing. You wanted to get that November, December, like those late spots because that's when the that's when people are buying. That's the shopping spirit. You become an event because you because you drop in right around the time of any because because those, those, those are the closest proximity of holidays of any other time or the major holidays anywhere else Thanksgiving Christmas a month away like a month apart like you could just you could rake it and then you add in Black Friday now with inside of Monday you got about like November December if you ain't if you stupid you ain't dropping music if, you, if you're trying to get that paper November to this November December are gold mines so many albums to drop in November December that have been like gold mines Right. And look, look what happened three years ago. Beyonce, not a coincidence. December twelfth is it's reported the thirteenth, but I I broke the news. It was December twelfth around like eleven thirty on all hip hop that she dropped the album, and that was two weeks before Christmas. That was right when people were saying, "Damn, I gotta get this girl a gift. One more <laughs> get her. I'm gonna get Beyonce. Oh, get her that bag." Drop that twenty bucks. Give it that deluxe bag <laughs> with the DVD. With the DVD. Might even get a poster with it. You know. Right. I'm going all in. 
And but you, you know what's crazy though? And that's only this is so random. I was going back and forth with this 19 year old chick up at the job. Now now peep it though. Not your average 19 year old. Alright. Not All right. like oh I just got out of high school. I'm greener than grass. You know, like not that type of 19. Like really is a lot more mature. Like you probably would buy her a drink. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I noticed she was playing Big Pimpin'. Hmm. 19. I was like, you 19? She was like, <laughs> it's like, when it came out in the 2000s, I remember I used to sing it when I was like five. And then I what? was like, pump the brakes. <laughs> used to sing this when you was like five? Okay. That's one thing. But two, I was just like, when did Pimp, Big Pimpin come out? Because I know it didn't come out in the 2000s. And when nah, I looked it up. 999. Nine, nine. December 13th, 1999. Mm-hmm. So this seems to be That's- a tradition in the Carter household. <laughs> December 13th is when you drop your shit. Exactly. It's just one of those days on the calendar. And then Solange, she follows suit. I think a couple uh, like back in September, not too far off. You know what I mean? Like she dropped a heat rock. Yeah. Nobody, I, nobody thought Salon was gonna drop something like that. Okay. They were saying it was the best sibling drop since the Jacksons. <laughs> like the best siblings year. And I think they were the first ever sisters to go number one in the same year. I think in a long time. I, f- I forgot how. I think twenty years. I looked that up. But oh, but it's been a while. There's something in that gene yeah, that's, pool. That's pretty like, good. I because it it took some large some time. I guess she had to literally mature her sound. And she had to put one in the air. Right. She said it. She said it in the song. She had to see all the colors. <laughs> she could see. So shout out to Solange. Shout out to Solange. You know, Master P all on the album talking Yo. bad shit. It said we came for I gotta be worth fifteen, ten, maybe five, something like yo, I love <laughs> how so how Master P because he really you don't like these the, these kids and even myself to, to this day, I, I think as a hip hop fan, we kinda take it for for granted because hip hop is so young that we haven't really seen the fruits of his labor. We haven't seen like the Walmarts and how it's been like in the family for decades. It is now this multi-billion dollar company. So we're like, oh, wow, that's a that's how you develop a, a corporation. But that Master P deal and that cash money deal, those two, those are two of the greatest, forget hip-hop, and music, two of the most profitable true. deals ever. Definitely true. Ever. Every rapper, every rapper, like even <laughs> um, um Freddie Gibbs, I forgot, on Piñata, he was like, I got that Master P deal. That means that means I own seventy five percent or something like that, or eighty five percent of everything. Ridiculous, like crazy, like and the way he was speaking about it, he, he said, "If this white man wants to give me one million for for my name for everything, I got it's got to worth fifty million, right? Like he ain't gonna he ain't gonna give me a million to, to only make two million, right? He knows that the end game. That's yeah. a that's logic, right? That's such a simple logic of understand that 
if they want something as valuable as who you are, they're going to want to make at least 20 times that. Offer. So, so that means you can do the same thing if you just hustled at it. He didn't, but he, but he didn't have to say some big hyperbole story about, oh yeah, man, I was a hustler and I had to make sure I got it. All he did was say simply those those few phrases and explain his his worth, and that was probably the most elegant I've ever heard Master P. I see a lot of people on like the new release list and I'm looking at a lot of different situations and I'm wondering like whose pie is bigger than whose because you like you look at a dude like Tech 9 he's a mm. really on that masterpiece shit yep you know <laughs> um, I don't know like I'm, I guess like I'm a little curious on how J. Cole is because he got the Rock Nation deal hmm I don't think I don't, I don't think J Cole is there yet. Not yet. It's very, I don't think any of the new school guys are there are anywhere near there yet. I think the only one close is Frank Ocean. Is Frank Ocean and um, Chance the Rapper? Those are the only two I think have those deals. And Tyler the Creator. To a certain extent, I, I believe with XL Recordings, I think he has a certain kind of just distribution deal where he owns most of it. I, I don't think most of them have that kind of deal. I think a lot of them because they haven't gained equity yet and they've already signed like when they when they signed it was a certain like kendrick signed when he wasn't kendrick you know what i mean um what's his face frank ocean signed when he wasn't frank ocean frank ocean but that was way before he was even before he was frank ocean and but his was a special his is a special um situation he was able to buy himself out and also give them he he said, "I'll give you one one last album if you let me just buy buy me on my uh, my contract." And he gave them a streaming like video album that you can't download, that you can't buy, like, like you can't like get an individual tracks. It's just one visual album. And he said, "Peace out." And then like soon after, dropped a bombshell that is being lauded as the best album of the year by a lot of people, and he made stupid money. What's the thing that's that's really hitting for you right now? I know you said the J Cole when we talked before we start recording. Uh, that's yeah. Anything that else? That J Cole. We can start there because that's where I started every morning and every smoke break, every everything. That's where I was iffy on Cole for a while. Like I was a big J Cole fan starting out. Like when he first came out, oh nine to two thousand and. 11 I would say I was like a major J. Cole fan like warm up fucking Friday Night Lights are two, are two of the best one two punch mixtapes I've ever you know even though he had to come up before that I don't count that shit but best one two punches I've seen ever he just couldn't make an album that was one like concise enough to get the point across or even have a point like he had these convoluted ideas that never really came across these grandiose ideas, like born center, these, these really existential ideas that really just came across as just, oh, it's because the music is dark. So I'm calling it this. It's like, it wasn't really conveyed in a certain way. He never, and he never, he abandoned a lot of his lyricism just to make like good songs, which is what a lot of rappers do, which I understand, but then you have to do what he did in his last two albums and understand that it is it's always a marriage. Like a song or this new album, like Immortal. That song isn't like 
supremely lyrical. Like, oh my god, he flipped. Like, J. Cole doesn't make witty, he doesn't make too many witty bars anymore. Mm-hmm. But he had some lines. Like, he had this one bar where he was saying, because one of the stories is about, like, this this guy who went to jail writing this, or telling his daughter he doesn't want her to become him and, and, and continue that cycle. And he's, and J. Cole said something like, and then the, and then the, and then the, and then the cynical nature of time continues. And he said that with the clock sound ticking in the background. So it was like a double entendre on the cynical nature of you becoming me of doing time, but also of doing time in sense of time going in a cycle, in a circle. Like it's lines like that. He has those bars that make me go, ah, you, you, you got it. But. I think he dumbed it down so that people can like digest it better. But this album was a movie, like it was, it 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 was one of those albums that it surprised me at the end. And I'm a jaded hip hop head. I figure everything out. I'm one of those. Oh, I I, I know what that is. Nah, I figured out the end. Nah, does so, it, it does it sound more mature to you? More much son. It sounds like the fusion of mixtape J Cole's um, sensibilities towards rhythm. And how and how rhythm can carry can carry lyricism, and it marries that new school J Cole who is so perspective has so much perspective, like the J Cole who now can make a power trip or make a um what was that last that last shit um apparently those ve- or or crooked smile those those very like not even socially conscious, but very purposeful and, and emotionally intelligent song. That's he he marries those two and it and it's very much it's very, 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 very mature. Um this there's he's singing on the best song, one of the best songs is cut in two. It is called She's Mine Part One, Part Two. It is basically him singing about his daughter coming to coming to life and him loving his daughter. And I swear to you it's like, it's a raw, it's one of those raw, like, damn, I feel you, Cole. Like, he, the only, but there are some slip-ups, like, the album is hot. Neighbors mixes, he mixes, like, those the, the smooth beats, the smooth, low-temp beats. Like, this is a very slow burner. This is a super slow burner. But he marries it with some of the, I don't know, the, the, the hi-hats, Still got like a, a a a bounce to them, and the drum pattern is still still hit. It's not like one of those like oh I'm sad. It's like okay now nah, we're just moody, but we getting lit. Right. Yeah, it's it's like like neighbors. I think my name. I think the neighbors think I'm selling dope, selling dope, selling dope. Like but and that's over some like slow moody b, and he's like crooning and singing like in in the in the refrain. It's like. He marries the two things that he needed is get y'all hype and also get y'all minds open a little bit. I think his next album is going to be the one where he finally, I think his next album is going to be the one where he finally gets it. It's going to be his first, it's going to be his classic. I think his, if he continues on this trajectory, I think his next album is when he finally makes like a, a black on both sides. Mm. A black on both sides and one of those albums where he's like an artist who is so confident in his alternative skills, his singing and his songwriting abilities that he can just do songs like Umi says, just whatever, or and you know, and just sings and shit and make a classic out of it. You know? Mm-hmm. 
but then still has because the thing about black on both sides is, is, is it's like an album about it's like that it's like a teacher album it's one of those albums where he's like telling you what the fuck is going on like hey yo you, you see this it's, the, it's like an, an aggressive Marvin Gaye what's going on you see this shit like no 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 I'm not asking what's going on I'm telling you what's going on you know what I mean exclamation point what's going on is this like fucking um fucking Mr. Nigga New World Water New World Water to the tide runs dry like like those songs are just just so many songs that are now applicable still applicable mathematics like so let me ask you this because that's kind of what i want to ask ask you about which was his trajectory going forward Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to figure out is the climate made for a j cole to have the biggest song out yep because kanye at different times has had the biggest song out but a lot of J. Cole and other rappers of his elk don't always have the biggest impact when it comes to what's you know, on the radio because mm-hmm. you know, Atlanta's like one of the worst judges of what to put on the radio because it's super localized and everything is something that sounds like something else and it's not a lot of variety. So when something does get played on, like when J. Cole has a good song or Kendrick has a song, it'll get in rotation. But it won't mm-hmm. be the biggest song here. And I'm trying to see, like, can J. Cole command everybody to say, this is the hottest song out right now? I, he's already done that. J. Cole did that with, when, when Power Trip came out. That was the hottest song out. That was undeniable. That was undeniable. People was like, "This is the hottest song." I heard that everywhere. That was the song that changed J. Cole's career. To me, that was the that was the song where it was like, "Oh, he he can get played on on urban radio, mm-hmm. like a, a lot." Not just because he's you know a rapper, but because this is a, a really good urban song. Because that because that Polo Abdul shit was again. Nah, that was a Z100. Let's get a hit first. So you can get out there and get exposure and get widespread, yeah, whatever. Then he, I think, lost one was the second one or some something else was. I think lost one was the second or third single, and that was a five. At that point, it was like a two, three year old song, so it was like you, you just you didn't know. Like sideline story was so sloppy, the way it was put out and just organized as an album, and just he was just so unfocused that I'm just so surprised. Like what he's done, what he's done in the last two years is shocking no rapper has been able to do the i'm dropping an album and you're not going to know about it until a week before and go gold like i don't know who's done that who's done that in like a week you know what i mean who we weren't anticipating like i think drake announces a week or two like but we was waiting for view like that was a delayed album it was like okay when are you drop you're dropping it next year so where is it that was a, de- a delayed album. This was nobody. What? Drop an album? Yeah, next week. Okay. And commanded attention. He commanded so much attention. He's projected to go gold in the first week of an album that nobody knew was going to exist until a week ago. That is like, crazy. J- like Jake Cole is. He has 
he has tapped into the authenticity of what a rapper's supposed to be to the point where people identify with him at a crazy level. Like they they are J. Cole when he raps. Like they feel and, and when you can make people feel that way, people and, and that that's another thing that also connect with, with um with Drake and with Kendrick. So their fan base, they feel like they are them because of the way that they make music and how and how authentic it sounds. You know what I mean? And, and how and how J. Cole able to make his own I'll ne- I'll never I'll never get over the the outro to his to Forest Hill Drives. Last um the last one. The long ass fucking outro, but at some point he says I finally figured it out. I finally figured it out. And I think what he meant by that was I finally figured out how to do this, to marry these two extremes in me. I want to be lyrical, but I also want to be commercial. I think I figured it out. And I think I've also figured out how to connect to the people. Like when he was walking in those parades, that was promo for the album in a, just because your album's coming out and anything you do is promo, basically. That's, that's a little known secret. Anything rapper, if a rapper walks outside, it's promo for his album. If he, if he says I have an album coming out, mm-hmm. just putting that out there. But then it was promo in that sense, but it wasn't like fucking sleazy. It wasn't like exploitative, okay. ex- exploitative and, at all. It was, my bad. it was organic. Ahead. Yeah, I, and that's that brings me to another point, which I, I want to tie a bow on J. Cole. But has he moved his, I guess you could say his, the fan intensity, has it moved to a new level? No. It hasn't? Since the last album? No. Okay. But, that, but, that's, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing because you can't, I mean, I would... If it was, if it got bigger, then boy, he would have been a serious. If he would have been able to go platinum, and and let me just preface this by saying that no record sales aren't the end all be all um, metric of popularity and stuff. However, to say that record sales don't mean anything or aren't like one of the two or three biggest metrics of of a popular artist is just ridiculous. Like, like I mean, no McDonald's is not the best because. You know, because they have, they serve billions of people. However, McDonald's is one of the greatest American institute, uh, corporations ever because it serves a billion people. So you just have to keep perspective. I just wanted to say that because a lot of people have been coming at me for using record sales and, and, and to, when just determining hotness or popularity, but record sales, popularity, I, I don't know. But yes, I feel like J. Cole, could have went to a next level, but he didn't. He stayed at a certain level, but this level was an incredible level. He was not at prior to that. So prior to Forest Hill Drive, he was he was he was a B a B list actor, a rapper. He said it himself. I'm B list rapper. He said it in a song. I forgot what freestyle it was. He was a B list rapper. He he said throwing throwing um stacks in the in the trip club with Drizzy differences. I'm throwing one, he's throwing 50, something like that. Like, he was he was explicitly telling you, I'm not on the same tier as some of these guys. But after the last two, after these last two albums, like, what this album is going to do, and what his last album did, and in in combination with him selling out Mad Square Garden last year, twice, I think it was twice, like, mm-hmm. 
I, I think the popularity has stayed at a certain level, and he in that in that level is elite. If he gets any bigger, he's gonna start. He's gonna start touching like Drake, Eminem type type things. Like when you drop whatever you drop, it gets consumed all year in mass, and it doesn't stop. Like those are the only two rappers, Eminem and, and, and Drake are the only two rappers currently. I I say where their fan base is when they drop something, it just keeps getting consumed. It it stays in the it stays in the billboard for 20 weeks it it just it just keeps they don't they don't stop it just becomes a thing i think j cole is ascending to that level where he's going to become a thing like adele too it just doesn't stop beyonce they just stay rihanna her last album anti anti best r&b album i heard last year yeah that shit was fire best r&b album maybe next to Anderson Pack, Malibu, and also Anderson Pack and my man Knowledge. Yes, Lord. Another. Oh, but yes. I feel like. J. Cole's gonna get to a point where he's gonna become the thing. His 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 name is gonna be a verb. You just got J. Cole. And it's gonna mean you just got your ass smacked with some fucking knock. You just got smacked woke. That's what J. Cole is gonna mean. You just got smacked woke. He's gonna bring it to the streets, you know. Bring it to the streets, bro. He gonna like get in your source code, you know, so <laughs> <shit. laughs> on some Mr. Robot shit. You know, some Westworld, you know, he's gonna try to Oh wait 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 hold up! Uh, are you a Westworld fan? Oh bruh, you already know. You already know. <laughs> you already know, man. I'm fucking with that bruh, Westworld. All that right. shit, yo, that show. Oh my god. The, you saw the whole thing? Oh yeah, I watched all that shit. I I don't bruh. know why, but that shit made me want to play Red Dead Redemption. Hmm, interesting. And that I can see why. That we- it was heavy, heavy on the Western. He- that's the most Western I've watched probably since grade school. Like consistently watching a, a, some Western shit since grade school. That's some super Western shit. Yeah, that's, but that shit was extra but, dope. And like the all the Reddit threads and everybody do it throwing mm-hmm. their little theories I'm out no there. Fun- like, that show made me. That show proved to me what I already knew before, but I stupidly wanted to just peek. Like it's like peeking your head. Like you know, you don't. You know, you're not supposed to be looking through the beads at the video section because that's, that's where the nudies at. You know, you're not supposed to be looking through them beads, and you know what you're gonna see when you look through them. And I still looked through them Reddit, and it still spoiled a part of my enjoyment of Westworld. I was like fuck. Like, the first time I went on there, the first two theories were right. Ended up being right. Like, I literally was on Reddit for like two minutes, bruh. <laughs> two minutes. And like uh, let, let me guess, two what, months ago. Was it uh, your boy Bernard being a robot? It was, it was the, it was, it was the, no, no, it was the, uh, the Bernard, no, not the Bernard one. It was the Man in Black reveal. And it was the, um, fuck, what was it? Oh, that. What happened? The very last thing. What happened at the very end to Ford? 
That oh. pissed me off. I was like, what? Now, is that because somebody had, like, read the books or something? Nah, I think they just saw... One was they just saw certain things. But, hey, you you listen to the last uh, Watch podcast? Nah, I, I got Yo, I got to get on my pocket. 2017 New Year's resolution, get on the podcast, girl. I need you to give me a... We got a Google Doc open. I need you to give me a list of podcasts. I, to I jump. got you. Now, it's funny that you said that because one of the things that they said was you got 70 year old Anthony Hopkins he's <laughs> not coming in to do multiple seasons <laughs> nope like he came in with get that check and he was out Bruh, and if you notice uh, most of his scenes look they were look like they was done in the same area my man probably did two days of work and real talk. Went home. Real talk. Got a nice check. Put a new addition on the condo. <laughs> that was a two year, a two year shoot. They probably saw Anthony Hopkins for like two days. Yes. In and out. Tony Hopkins was making quick work. I had, and then when I thought about, I was like, they absolutely right. I never thought about that, but that should have right there told me that he was going to die at the end of the season. It, that was that right there. And that's the type of stuff that I love. That's stuff that I like. Not the Reddit figuring out, looking into, into like little pieces and shit, but little things that are like in plain sight. Like, come on, Anthony Hopkins ain't coming back for two. He ain't coming back for season ain't two. coming back. You know come on, bro. Rap, bro. Anthony Hopkins this, this ain't doing his, two. This ain't his Steelo. Doing two TV series? Yeah. Nah. They probably told him we do one. We doing a long ass movie. All right, right. They probably didn't even tell him it was TV. <laughs> he probably turned on HBO. Like, hold up, Damn, why they that- cut that shit up like that? Damn, <laughs> savages. <laughs> They're like, hold up, you guys use those seven scenes that we that we shot like they yo they stretch that shit out like a muscle. I'm about to say we need to get a timer on his screen time in the whole season. Yo, he was he was more efficient than Clay Thompson when he scored 60. But <laughs> you Clay Thompson, they said he held the ball for a combined like what, 2 minutes? Bruh, he scored 60 points holding the ball for 2 minutes. And somebody wanted to argue with me that that's oh that's not the greatest scoring performance of this decade. He scored thirty seven in a quarter, yes, but he scored sixty holding the ball for two. Like, like he didn't like every time he touched the ball, he scored cash, immediately. Cash every time. Bro. Oh, Clay got and the ball. Tra- swish, <laughs> swish, and you know they were net. You know there was no backboard. <laughs> you know they were net. We're gonna come back to that, but. Yeah, man, that that's that's where Tony was, and, mm-hmm. and you are. Yo, already... that's so funny. That's so funny. You said it like that. <laughs> quick work. <laughs> it was quick work. Right. Get, uh, read that check. Cause you know, boy, you know, they was like, they they was like, what's the number? You know, they came to him like they they didn't make an offer. They was like, what's the number? <laughs> he said, how many days? He they said a month. He put like. 40 million. It was like, all right, hold up, Tony. Hold up. All right. He said, all right, oh, 
how much per day? Let's get two. Let's try to get two days out of this nigga. Exactly. But, uh, yo. But, yeah, that's... that's we, we, I don't want to dictate things, but there's no way I'm coming on this podcast and we not talking about what you know we got to talk about. We're supposed to be talking about the new you know releases. It. Now, what are you talking about? We're not political people, but we're in a state of emergency right now. We're about to lose our boy. Oh, about no. to lose easy. We can't... And you know what? This would be a good time for Kanye to drop a track or two. Just let us let us know he okay. You know, nah, we need a mixtape. Cause we, we need some raw mixtape. Yeah, we need to get inside the mind of of Kanye right now, because Bruh. he he allows say anything, and I just need to know that whatever the voices in his head is saying is giving him good information. Now, he met with Trump. Yes, but so did Ray Lewis and Jim. Did Brown. he actually meet with Trump? He was in the room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they met. They met. They met. Trump signed his Time magazine article and said that we're great friends. Then they met. They was on TV. Yes, it happened. Kanye's hair is a bright wow. green for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Blonde? It looked blonde to me. Yeah, a little blonde. My whole thing is you don't come from, and I'm not saying he went straight from a mental health facility straight to Trump but that was one of his first stops in, 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 in the first month of him being out that's not a good yeah, look that's right like, that, like, you that just got a, out you just got out that was exactly just, what I wanted to say you just got out and you, you just got out you ready to go ahead and say you know what let me go talk to the president and the leg I just got out like, this is something I need why? to do like why and you know what I want to ask you who do you think initiated the meeting who? Because they didn't say who. Who do you think reached out to who to me? Well, apparently, Trump has had all these meetings with these people. I don't really, I guess, and he set it up, but it's probably the most Kanye thing ever for mm-hmm. him to just get fresh out and go meet with Trump after talking cash shit about Trump and then also. Basically saying, I'm finna use this nigga formula in 2020. Y'all better be ready. So mm. I'm also curious to know, did Kanye go in to try to get some game from Donald Trump? Did, or did Kanye go in there to infiltrate, to infiltrate, get the information and come back and help out his brothers and sisters? Probably not. Probably know, not. I, John Legend said it's a publicity stunt. He said it was all publicity stunt. And I believe that, which makes it even worse, because until we know what Trump is going to do, you don't want to play with that. Bring it back. Bring it back. Don't, don't, go, don't go too deep, because remember what happened last time. I'm not going to go I'm not going to go too deep, but until, to all go, I'm say is until you know, until you... Until you get see after Obama's first two years, you kind of got an idea what a well Obama was gonna be. He was gonna have some fun. He was gonna be very. He was gonna be out there. He was gonna be a social president. Um, he was gonna have trouble getting things done because uh, of because of the Senate and the House. I'm not gonna get too deep, but you just have a troubles. Um, they had us at a debt ceiling and they wouldn't pay for certain things, which was very yeah. stupid. Yeah, um, you can't, can't go down this path. Not down it too deep. We, However. We, you knew who he was going to be. Give it a year. Get, just get, 
I'm not saying never meet with Trump. Give it a year. Let Trump be Trump. Let Trump do Trump first. Then give it a year. And if you see, I'm not saying he's going to be good or a moral president. However, I do not oppose to artists and people of influence meeting a president who is effective, whether good or bad, and trying to steer them in a good way. We don't even know if this nigga's going to be effective. You could be walking in to being associated. You are now, Kanye West is now associated with whatever Donald Trump does. That's how the world works. That's just how it works. His first year is going to be the Trump-Kanye year. All right. Oh, Donald Trump just dropped a bomb on Syria. I guess Kanye West must not like Syria. Okay, so... Here, here's where it's at, and I'm gonna throw my two cent in on it because I have been staying away from talking about Trump because right now I'm in like, like Trump utopia, you know, like lots of guns, lots of get your ass out, blue lives matter, even though it's a blue sloop, like all of that. I'm, I'm knee deep in it So I don't talk Trump But I'm going to say this It really Doesn't matter until They make the announcement That something is happening That's disproportionately going to affect People that you know And love Once you get that Then that's when we're going to have to go ahead And get mm-hmm. shit cracking But until then Just let it ride Because most ride. of the time it's nothing major that's really changing that's affecting your life. It's a only thing that really be taking moves is like stuff that really don't concern you. Like, hey, we over here getting this money. We finna make it a little easier to move this money. And y'all don't mm. really know nothing about that world, so y'all just be like, whatever. And they hurt my pockets. So you just like, I'm gonna go about my day, skip the woo woo woo. Mm-hmm. So I feel you on that. Yeah, that, that's how America is. That's I see it. We just you know we kind of in a cycle. We get up every day, do what we do, and a lot of people don't even question anything. They just like, it is what it is, and it ain't hurting me. I'm good. And that's how we got where we at now. So Yep, so either either act or or, or don't react. Just go with it. Just do what you gotta do. That's true. Exactly. So uh I wanna go ahead and circle back around to some of the music that did come out or is coming out. In the month of December, uh, I know a lot of people down here in Atlanta. They looking forward to that Gucci man. That Gucci <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, that Gucci man coming out. East East Atlanta Santa. Yeah, boy. I'm I'm curious to see because Gucci has been doing quite a few. Um, what have you felt about projects. the projects that have come out? Because didn't he just drop a project with Future? He dropped one with Future and somebody else. I already forgot. And that is see pause how see this is this is the this is the confusing thing about artists like Gucci Man and Cameron who have these cult followings and this like ostensibly dedicated fan base who just love everything that they do but then I keep hearing nobody's buying their albums nobody likes it 
people or a lot of people aren't liking the music like it's not really like resonating with a lot of people what's going on how in the world can a future and gucci man album in 2016 when gucci just got came out of jail and future just became a pop star how can that get lost what happened well here's the thing about it it's not as strategic as a lot of the other things that future has done as far as like you know the things with drake Mm -hmm. those things are heavily coordinated they're done with apple exclusively released on apple Mm -hmm. first time you heard it it's on apple and then you can buy it on apple this free bands too it's on that pit Mm. so there's a and you put so I guess this is a good sign of, of what happens, what the value of the other, other streaming services. Because I remember back at that, that pip used to be like that, that pip, pip to this day. I still think. I mean, I mean, it's a viable platform. But the thing is, in 2016, the rules of the game has changed, and it's all yeah. about the streaming dollar and <clears throat> the way you promote anything is having it going back to your streaming services and. Drake is the number one example because of yeah. you know that I, that the plaque, the billion streams, and you know Apple being all in bed with Drake. Mm-hmm. That's an OVO and the whole thing. That's something that Gucci has not had with his business. I don't really know who's managing him, who's doing what, who, when, where, but you know somebody need to get on to you. Like you said, Future's a pop star. Yeah. Nobody's talking about this project. Well, that's because you probably should have did it a little different. You know, but. Do you think? Uh, and with a lot of these, and also it's like a sequel to like a very popular and not, I mean pretty iconic mixtape, the, the the Free Bricks. I mean that was a that was big when it first came out. Yeah, but it didn't age well. Mm. I actually listened to it. Not that long ago and like five years ago yeah, it was five years ago but it was a different future and it was a different sound mm. and you could tell it was really in the moment it wasn't something that was made to last and it didn't sound like it so that's the thing about a lot of this stuff that's coming out right now is a lot of it is made for in the moment. You know, how many of these songs, and especially, well, you're not in Atlanta, but I'm inundated with all these little songs. Mm. All these different things that right. come across a similar wavelength, and none of it is really sticking. Because it's, it's really forgettable. It sounds good in the trunk, good in the club, good, you know, all in the strip club, everywhere, you know. And that's about it. So, Gucci is the godfather of all of it, basically. Uh, a lot of these is Gucci kids out here. And unfortunately, he's not on the business tip that they own in 2016, like I said. And, you know, it's, it's reflecting with, you know, some type of buzz, but not that super buzz that you really want. And I think that's because. Gucci is still using the platform as in, here goes something for the streets, y'all eat on this, and then I'm going to do the album. But, you know, we saw Drake. Drake dropped the album before the album. Mm-hmm. 
and that's gonna be the formula. I'm gonna drop a little album, and then I'm gonna drop a my my project. You know, little. I think Lil Wayne might be one of the first ones to do that. Yeah, the Lil Wayne was one of the. Um, he won at first, but around also Jay Z did something like that too. With um, then he dropped that S dot card and shit. That was kind of like yeah, a that was, um, that was a mixtape. That was like the straight. Yeah, that was a mixtape. That's true. Oh, I think he was. But the thing about Gucci's Gucci's put himself in the right position. Like he was on that on that Black Beetle. That's the hottest. That's probably one of the hottest, one of the five hottest songs, hip hop songs of the year. Like that Black Beetle, that Ray Schmurge, however you say, it last <laughs> name. <laughs> I only try. I just hear that Ray. Some young, I just say young, some young, dude, young boys. Young dude, but they got Mike some Will. heat. I give them that. They got some Shout heat. Mike Will made it. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Cause, uh, man, there's so much we didn't get to talk about, but I know we already a little short on time. Uh, we gonna get, we gonna get to it. Let's do. Uh, we gonna talk off. We gonna talk off the air, but let's definitely try to get one more in before the for the year ends, man. Most definitely. Real quick, and then we gonna wrap up. We got to make it quick. But the Jay Z. Speech at the at the LeBron oh. James taking the posse <laughs> shot at Phil Jackson, you know, at your man's. But first of all, let's get one thing clear. Phil Jackson ain't my man's, bro. That's you, you the Knicks fan, bro. That's your he, man's. He 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 is an employee. He is the president of the my, my favorite team, and that here's how my man's. It, it, it's kind of like in real life. Like, and I think Atlanta did it perfectly in that one scene when it was like, yo, we cool, but we ain't really that cool. And he just kept saying different shit like, like, I fucks with you, but I don't really fucks with you, you know? Like, so, it's like that. It's all context. If it was Phil Jackson against, I don't know, Steve Kerr, yo, yo, Steve, Phil, Phil Jackson's my mans. This is Phil Jackson versus Jay-Z. Nigga, what? Nigga, who? Phil Jackson, sit your old ass down, posse. Really? That's what we're doing, posse. Mm-hmm. Come on. That, what Jay Z did solidified something that I always, always know knew about Jay Z. What I always keep keeps me interested in this man. This is the one of the most central things mm-hmm. that I keep me interested in this okay, man. Now, He's an MC at, at heart. All the time. That's the like he might not do it a lot because he's running billion dollar businesses and stuff like that, and he's dating like a billion dollar lady. I understand he might not be in the studio all the time, and he might not he, he even when he is, he might not be as focused to deliver us some heat consistently. But when he drops some shit with J Electronica like that, we made it, or he gets on a on, on a track like. Um, so, so what you saying is like his gift as an orator should bruh, just leak out a little bit more. And he he really is the greatest subliminal diss rapper ever. Like he just sent so many subs to Phil Jackson. You, the you world knew. Right. We, we need to get a count on him, how many times he subliminally diss your favorite rapper. He didn't even say Prodigy's name. Nah. And take over. Bruh, 
Jay-Z has been I'm all buying a dollar. What the fuck is 50 cent? And just like, kept it moving. Like this nigga, he killed he he rest in peace. He he sent a couple shots at Pac too. Like, bro, Jay-Z is uh is a when he's one of the he knows how do you really get them in silence. They, like they don't even see it. Until it's already there. That's when you know. Like you can tell when a nigga like Meek Mill, he gotta learn from that. Drake too. Oh, oh, oh of course. Not but see the thing about Jay Z is he's one of those rappers that he's basically has handcrafted flow. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a different yeah. it's a different level of, of quality there. Now speaking of that, we know he don't write rhymes. Mm-mm. So why is he taking notes and reading his speech for LeBron? <laughs> I said I, I boiled it down to two reasons. Either what? he's starting to age and he just can't remember everything like that like he used to, or okay. it's you know it's how everybody take notes because I know I take a lot of notes. I put everything in my phone too. So do you, you think it's just that? Right. It's, it might be the old age, but Jay. Here's the thing about his thing. People gotta understand. He ain't. He don't write rhymes. However, do you notice that whenever a rapper, any rapper, does a song in one take, they make sure you know. Yo, that was one take. They make sure you know that because that shit is like unicorn rare to do a whole song in one. T- That's like nah. A good song in one take. He got a one take. This, yeah, you can't punch in. You can't. Young Goo can't punch him in. Uh uh-uh. uh. He got a one. Make sure my shit is right. Cause if he oh, if he yeah. flubs that line, if he flubs anything in that speech, trying to one take it off the top of the dome. Do you know who's <laughs> the greatest subliminal disser in the NBA? Philip Jackson. Phil Jackson made a whole book subliminally dissing Kobe. Whole a book. That is a true. Fucking he, book. He, he's, he's up there. He's, he is the. He does, he's. He's uh, not the Zen master. He's the Zen master for multiple reasons. <laughs> he's the, the like the dude. You know what Melo said? Melo said that he was talking to Kobe and and, and Melo said, "Yo, I guess Phil's gonna make a book about me. I'm probably gonna be in a couple of books in the future." Dead ass said that. Like that's what Phil is. Phil is a subber. He's a sub master. But he went against somebody of a greater of a greater caliber. However, we haven't heard Phil's response. Like we, he don't know. Don't know. He might shoot. Man, LeBron, he might eat to this be, shit. LeBron be subtweeting a lot of niggas too, though, man. Yeah, but LeBron, no, no, LeBron's a Drake kind of subtweeter. Like he thinks he's he thinks he's he's being covert, but we know who the fuck you're talking about. Like stop. Like you're not being slick. <laughs> like like we know what you're talking about. Chill out, buddy. Like like LeBron will be saying stick. Why you gotta be stick out? Why don't you stick in? It's all in, and we know you're talking about Kevin Love. <laughs> Just say Kevin. Like this, yeah. cer- like this it's certain like time, to be right? Like they don't know when to take a sub. A sub, they, that's the art of a sub. Is that you gotta know? Exactly it can't just be the sub can't that's be true. the main thing. That's why you can't sub. That's why sub tweeting somebody is stupid because a tweet is a solitary moment. That's it. It's just about that one tweet. So you, you the whole thing is about subliminal. Jay-Z's speech wasn't all subliminal. It was one part, and that's what made it so great. 
was that it was a touching speech, and then he went, "Oh yeah, here's something here. Now back to the speech." You know what I mean? Right. Like that wasn't the whole point. Nah. LeBron put a tweet out. That's the whole point. It's for me to be. It's me to be subliminal. Then you go from being smart and and, and meticulous and strategic to just being a brat. Now you're now you're just a brat. Oh hey, look at me, guys. I got a subliminal scene. I got something to subliminal to say. And, that, and it's all I'm going to say. Bye. Like, come on. It was like a little kid coming in saying, I'm not hungry, and he walking away. Like, come on. That's it? Yeah, man. That's... that's. But like, nobody's better than LeBron. Nobody's better than Phil Jackson at subliminals. Like, that man's a okay. master. Because, like, I, I changed my mind like be a sentence. Because I was going to say one thing, <laughs> but I'm going to say something else. That just got... I literally got caught in the ear. But... My thing is, is like you said, Phil Jackson talk cash shit all the time, and mm-hmm. he's like extra petty, and it doesn't surprise me that he actually hasn't apologized and doesn't plan on doing it anytime soon. And you know what? I'm all right. Like it don't even hurt my feelings. <laughs> None at the lightest. But uh, we gotta wrap this one up. Keep telling people where to find you and uh, promote what you got coming up. Yo, I need everybody to holler at digitaltrends.com. Scroll down and check out the original programs. We got so many. We got Guided May, Transmit Benefits. So many great, informative video series to show you how to do anything from take a screenshot to, you know, how to put on self-tying sneakers from Nike. Yes. We all wanted to own, I and Digital Trends, or Digital Trends and I's bad grammar, were one of the first and only companies in news publications to try on the Nike self lace and hyper adapt before they went on it on sale. And I gave oh, a, a little you? short mini review that involved some jumping jacks. Okay. So, okay. and that's part of my Dot Life series, which is basically. Oh, it's God, basically, that. yeah, man. I got a, I got a video series where I got Hannibal Burris watching virtual reality porn. Like it's it's really it's a series where you we we merge every everything in life comes together with tech. So it could be virtual reality porn dot life. It could be self time sneakers dot life. Real Yo. quick, like I saw that and like not to be gross, but I was like, how is that? Because it is you don't. <laughs> Don't watch it around anybody, cause you don't. Cause the thing that happens, this is what this is what virtual reality does. I'm gonna be real quick with this. Virtual reality disassociates you from your body in a sense. So, mm. if you're watching porn, your your body is what you're watching. The video, and, and they put you from perspective of a, of a male's body. Um, so you you see like everything but the head, or, or everything but like your your your, your neck and, and and head. So you see your chest and everything below. So, but unlike anything else. In anything, anything else that you watch, porn has a very direct like it goes, <laughs> influence it's, it's on, like there, there's on a, a part of your body, sensory so, part of your brain that's going off during it. Exactly. So you don't realize. Okay, so you don't realize something's happening while it's happening. So you don't want to be alone. I, I mean, I mean, you, you don't want to be with. <laughs> right. You might want to just do this by yourself unless you're okay <laughs> with whatever's going to happen. Right, like you should be prepared for what happens next. 
either way. Yeah, but it's, a, but it's amazing. It is, if you like porn, it is the next, it is definitely the next level of watching porn. That's crazy. Like, it's, like I, it's so crazy that one of the best uses of virtual reality is porn. <laughs> like, it's literally, no, it's the one, it's, the, it's one of the only industries that have, for what it needs to be used for, done it well. How, hey, how many requests will there be in the penitentiary for the VR <laughs> with the porn preloaded? Bro, when they find out, and I should actually do this article, this, that's a good article, actually. They're gonna, this could be a new way to, to curb aggression and, and stop sexual abuse in, in, in prison. It's gonna be off the charts if they actually give them conjugal visits in virtual reality. You tell your girl to just, they set up, yo, 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 baby, just set something up, set up one of these big, these big ass cameras. And do your thing, and you can literally feel like you're there. I'm gonna let you get go ahead and spit on that one. I, you know, that's a free gym right there, free of charge. Yep, CL, good looks on that. That's what I got charged for. (laughs) All right, man, I'm gonna get my checkbook ready. Most definitely, man. All right, y'all. I'm at CL, the main event on Twitter. This has been at the Rundown South, and uh, follow both of those accounts. Follow Keith on Twitter, and uh, we out here. Peace. Yeah, man. Peace.